Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. What's up? Welcome back to the Dream Mason Podcast. I am your host, Alex Terranova. It is Wednesday, September 23rd. We're still in the year of 2020 for some people. It's the year of eye-opening awakenings. For some people, this is the worst goddamn year ever. Uh, so you can decide for you. Um, I'm actually really happy to say that this is probably one of the best years I've ever lived and ever had. And it's a really conflicting way to say that. And I keep saying the date and the year. And if, you, if you're a regular listener, you know, because there's people quarantined, there's people protesting, there's like so many things going on. Um, we're getting close to an election. And I just like to, because these don't come out right when they're recorded. So I like to put them in the context of the time when, when they were recorded. Um, and it, it, I want to go back to like saying it, it's tough to say that this is one of the best years I've ever had because I know so many people out there are struggling and suffering and having the complete opposite experience. And my heart, like, you know, my heart is like broken for them. I feel for them. I think that the work that I do with clients is to support my clients to help them, but also to help them help other people. Like there's a trickle down. If I can make someone else more empowered and someone else more successful and help someone else to thrive and teach them to come from their heart and compassion and love, then they're going to also want to do that with other people. Uh, this year we launched uh, a talk or a, a a free program called how not to lose your shit and other mindfulness tools, which we gave away uh, just to help people not lose their shit during this tough time. Um, this year I actually opened up my practice to a few kind of discounted or pro bono like kind of clients, which has actually been really cool with something I, I was on the fence about before. And I'm actually really happy I did because some new people have joined working with me that are phenomenal that just didn't have the financial resources at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm kind of saying all this because today I am like, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm like a whirlwind. I feel like uh, there's a tornado brewing inside of me. I don't know if I should drink more coffee, more smoothie, or if I should just like take a sedative. I have one of the craziest busy days uh, besides recording this podcast with this awesome guest that you're going to meet in a moment. I'm giving a regional talk later today, a talk that I wrote over the last month, essentially about how evolution and nature sabotages the shit out of us when we get scared, which in times like in the world we're living in, we're scared all the time. If you turn on the news, there's something to be scared of. If you look at social media, somebody's trying to freak you out and scare you about something. If you watch Netflix, there's things to be scared of. And the unfortunate thing about our brain is our amygdala, which is in our brain, doesn't actually know the difference between immediate threats like a tiger in a jungle or you know, basically almost getting hit by a car or something to threats that are not immediate. It's not to say that um, civil unrest and violence in the streets is not dangerous, but unless you are in that space with your life and you're watching, if you're watching it on a screen, it's not immediate danger, but your brain doesn't know that and it throws you actually into fight or flight. Now we all experience that in different degrees, so you might not be like, well, I don't feel like fight or flight, but it sends, it sends stress hormones, it turns off your prefrontal cortex to certain degrees for different people, which makes it impossible for us to thrive and do well, which is one of the reasons I meditate like every day to settle my nervous system down, to calm myself down. So I take breaks during the day. And I'm, sh I'm sharing all of this because that's what the talk is about, is about how you get back to thriving and get out of your amygdala, get out of your um, your amygdala response and nervous system response and calm yourself so you can thrive. 
And then later today, after that, uh, I have a new program that I launched with one of my mentors. It's something that I'm super excited about. It's really to support people to get loud and amplify their voices in the world, whether it be speaking or podcasts or writing a book. And we launched the first module of that today, which is super exciting. Um, I'm actually really excited to share more about that on this podcast in the near future when we open it up to anyone that wants to be in it. So there's a lot going on. <laughs> All right, let's talk about my guest because she's got a lot going on too. And she is very special and very unique to say, like, I know her very well. She's up to some really cool things. And I want to say she is a very young leader. Then this is just how I want to introduce her. She's a very young leader with a really big heart who is unwilling to just follow the rules of the system. Um, because the difference she wants to make requires that she doesn't. It requires that she makes it up as she goes along. So my guest today, she is, well, she, she told me to say that she's a 6A position, but nobody knows what that is unless you're in the company. But, so, but she's doing very well. Let's say that. She's very successful within a direct sales company called Enagic. And Enagic sells those, um, those water, uh, alkaline water machines. I've actually been drinking alkaline water for the last week. I'm having a fun experiment. She's like coaching me through it. Um, but the alkaline water machines, she, is, uh, she made six, over six figures in her second year of business as a solopreneur with no team. She's also, I, we should throw this in, she, at the time she was under the age of 25. She's now 25. She's achieved incredible success in less than 30 days in an industry that has a 1% to 3% success rate. I don't know about you all as listeners. I know a lot about direct marketing. I have some family in direct marketing and network marketing that's been very successful. While it's a, it's a business that you can achieve enormous success, it's also a very difficult business. And I, and I think that actually applies to anything. You know, if you want to be an athlete, if you want to be a coach, like very few people succeed at the highest levels, but the best businesses, that's how it is. And she is doing that. And she's in her twenties and she can also solve a Rubik's cube in under a minute, which is pretty impressive. I have a Rubik's cube on, on my desk and, uh, I can't, I've never solved it. Um, so let me tell you a little bit more about her. She's 25 years old. She's plant-based. She's traveled the world. She's a college dropout. She's visited all 50 States before she was 22. I think I counted recently and I'd been to like 37 or something. And I'm older, like a good 10 years older. Um, she, her estimate is that she will hit all seven continents by 28. And I love this. Her mission is to create a space, tools, and training systems that can empower and equip 10,000 good-hearted, genuine millennials so they can achieve complete time, location, and financial freedom. And she wants to do that so they can actually then get on to doing really good work in the world. She thinks that millenniums have access to effective yet education on business, marketing, mindset, spirituality, and health and sustainability through just like they don't have, you don't have to go to school for this anymore. Um, and they can use all these tools to impact the world if they so choose. Welcome to, oh wait, and I didn't say, she's also one of my clients and she's a client who wanted to come on here and talk about that she's one of my clients and what coaching has made a difference for her for. Um, and she wanted me to say she's one of my star coaching clients. She has three gold stars in the Dream Mason practice. Uh, welcome to the Dream Mason podcast, Aaron Mark. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boot that out. Welcome to the Dream Mason podcast, Aaron Markovsky. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm happy you pronounced my last name right. I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> it's not even that. It's my. I talk about this all the time. I have name anxiety. I get super stressed out. Even, like it doesn't matter what your name is. I'm surprised. You wanted me to tell people your name is Aaron. And I'm like surprised I don't say things like that. Because I, I like see names and I can like say it in my head. And then what comes out of my mouth is like something completely different. And then... I start thinking I'm going to mess it up and then I get nervous. And then my brain does that thing where it's like, oh my God, it's death. And nervous system. <laughs> How are you? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I'm excited to be on. Um, I feel like since we started working together a year ago, this has been something that I'd like thought about, but never thought I'd be on the podcast. So I'm really excited to be on here. Well, thanks for being here. Um, thanks for wanting to have to a conversation where you're willing to share what it's like, what coaching is like. I know that there's a lot of people that listen to this that have had coaches. There's people that have worked with me. There's people that have never worked with me. There's people that have never had a coach. And I think it's obviously, I think coaching, everyone should try it once. Um, and 
you only can know what it's like if you experience it, but to hear the experience from someone is really cool. Before we even walk down that road of getting there, I just wanted you to kind of share with, you know, you didn't go to college. You didn't follow the rules of what we're quote unquote supposed to do. If you're watching this, you see me air quoting. You know, they, we've grown up in a world that's like, go to high, graduate high school, go to college, get a job, like do all these things. And you decided not to go that route. And you decided to take some different chances and start your own business and travel. And, and what, what kind of inspired this and gave you the courage to actually just say like, hey, I want to do this my own way. Yeah. Um, I think to like take it back and I know we're like only a couple minutes into the podcast, so I don't mean to get dark like so early, but I think the main thing that happened in my life was losing my father when I was a teenager. It taught me a lot about the fact that we don't have as much time, I think, as we all believe that we do. We think that we're invincible. We think we have an infinite amount of time here on earth, even though we understand in a way that we don't. Um, and we live our like day-to-day lives as if we just are going to wake up tomorrow and we ultimately don't know that. Um, so I think that started to change the way my brain was wired whenever it happened. I was 15. Um, but yeah, the whole, um, dropping out of college and traveling thing, I ultimately, that wasn't my original plan. I actually went to college to be a surgical oncologist, which meant that I would be in college for 13 years. Um, and I had to pay out of pocket. I had no family that saved up money for me to go to college. I didn't get any scholarships, any loans, nothing. Um, so I had to pay out of pocket and I went to like a pretty good school. I was at Pitt and it's, it wasn't cheap. And I remember it was new year's Eve and I had like $20 in my bank account and it was a running joke. It's a running joke in college to have $20 in your bank account. Everybody jokes about the fact that they're broke, which I don't understand anymore because (laughs) I don't want to joke about that because I don't want to be broke. And I was like, just living that life. I was, I was working maybe six jobs just to get me through college. And all my friends were partying for New Year's Eve. And I was babysitting because I needed to make money to be able to go to my next semester. And I just evaluated my life. And I realized that I was not where I wanted to be. And it's not that I wanted to take the easy way out, right? Like dropping out of college and not paying money and like not going that route felt easy because I was so burnt out. I was working so hard in so many different jobs and I was sacrificing the thing that I love doing, which was traveling in order to do that thing. And while some people make sacrifices, right. And they sacrifice the things that they want to like do what they truly want to be doing. Maybe college is for some people and maybe they do sacrifice to be able to do that. But assessing my life, I realized that I was totally like not in the right place. (laughs) and That wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And I didn't have the answers, right? It wasn't like, I know where I'm supposed to go from here. I just knew somehow that like that wasn't it. So yeah, dropping out was the only thing that made sense. And everything else just kind of fell into place as time went by after that. I just kind of followed my gut. I think looking back, I didn't know that was what was happening at the time. But looking back, I was totally following just my gut and what felt right and ended up just traveling like a mad woman. And now I'm here, but yeah. What got, you said the, you actually said the piece about your dad and it's, it's one of those things where we hear like, you know, you can see like almost like the blessing in disguise, right? Like losing your dad at 15. I know I personally know how hard that was on you and I'm sure everyone can, you know, without knowing you, people understand like that's difficult and nobody wants that. And now here over 10 years later, there was a gift in the like sense of like realizing how valuable life is and like who knows what direction you might have taken if you didn't write and you might have gone to school. You'd actually be still be in school if you if if maybe that didn't happen. And I would bet money you would trade all of that for your dad, right? Like it's not like a and that's just not how life works, but you get that gift of seeing the value of life and living and you've traveled to all these places and done all these things and built this company and built a team. What got you into saying like, I'm going to say yes to starting a business? Cause you could have just like backpacked it broke, like all around the world. You know, people do that. They don't need much money. They figure it out. They piece together things, but it wasn't enough to just like see the world and travel. You also were like, I need to build a business and you've made a lot of money. Like you've done really well. Um, You know, I've seen you go from like, you know, four figures in a month to five figures in a month and like in a very short amount of time, which is, is it five? No, six, right? Five figures in a month. Four from four figures to five figures in a month, like a instant turnaround. 
Um, and yeah, what inspired that? Like why, why both those things at the same time? Yeah. Um, I think it's because I've been traveling a lot ever since I turned 18 and that passion didn't really come from like growing up in a family that traveled all over the place. We were like the stereotypical family that would like the stereotypical East coast family, I guess, that would just go to like ocean city, Maryland every summer. Like we went to the same place every year. Um, so yeah, I, I don't even know. I do know what sparked it. I was just like angry one day and I went for a drive and I ended up in Kentucky and I grew up in Pittsburgh. So it was a five hour drive. I just kept driving. Um, and it was really great. It was really nice. I cleared my mind. I met really awesome people that I talked to and was close with for years afterwards. And it was such a cool experience that I was like, I got to do more of this. Um, but ultimately why I started a business is because I did do more of it. Like a lot, like I missed a lot of my last year of high school because I would just go on road trips and I'd miss like Mondays cause I would take like a long weekend and just go on a road trip. Um, and then after I dropped out of college, I was probably taking two trips a month. Um, it was like this, oh my God, this like just huge goal of mine to get to all 50 States. I don't even know what sparked it. I think I just one day was driving. I was like, I'm going to go to all 50 States. So I drove to most of them and it was like a lot of driving because the country's very big. So I was taking a lot of trips and I did this for a couple years, um, probably from like 18 to 22 and I hit all 50 States. And then I started you, going how, to more. How were you paying for it at that time? I was working a lot. I think at one point in time I had 13 jobs total. I was so employed you would by like 13 work, different people. So you would like work and then take the money and then stop working and travel. Yeah, essentially. Okay. And I wouldn't be gone for too long because I had so many jobs. I wouldn't like quit them. I would yeah. just tell everybody that I needed like four days and I would just go with like a Red Bull and not sleep and like so, drive. <laughs> so then you would take, so essentially you, you had all these like traditional jobs. You'd put all of them on hold. You'd run away for a few days. And then where did it change where it was like you were done with that and moved into like, I'm going to actually start my own business? Yeah. Um, well, I'd gotten to all 50 states and I started to travel to different countries. And when I was traveling to the different states, I could be gone for like four days and come back and it'd be fine. But going to other countries, like you kind of want to spend more time there than four days. So I realized I would either have to travel less or I would have to figure out a way to like bring my job with me essentially. And whenever I, I left Pittsburgh and I moved down to Florida, um, and I got my first full-time job, everything up until that point had been part-time. So I got PTO, which I thought was like the best thing on earth. Cause I was like, wow, I get paid while I'm somewhere else. And I could like go travel to another country and I can continue to get paid. And I kept on trying to apply for PTO and they were denying it. And I was like, wow, I can't even go when I want to go. And you know what I mean? Like all of my plans that I want to create and the control that I want to have over my own schedule doesn't even exist because now there's people saying no, like I can't do these things. And I didn't even know I wanted to start a business at that point in time. I just knew that I wasn't really happy with like how things were going. Um, with like being able to travel less now that I was working full time, I had just had like more control by somebody else over my schedule and my life. And I was on Facebook one day and I just saw a girl post about making money while she was traveling. And I was like, this sounds awesome. And I was warned by everybody. <laughs> Everyone was like, that's a scam. Like you don't just go on the internet or social media and see some stranger posting about making money online and then join them. Like you don't do this. And it worked amazingly for me. It was just like at that moment, I realized that the only way to like live the life that I really wanted to be living and be able to travel and have control over like my life and my schedule and when I worked and where I went and where I was working from. Um, the only way to do that was to have control over my finances and be able to make money for myself and not be employed by somebody else. So yeah, I made the decision in a matter of like three days. Like it was not hard convincing me at all. <laughs> so then, so here's a, there's a lot of multi-level marketing, like direct marketing companies, right? And, and you and I, know of a few that we like really like and we appreciate you know and there's a lot of really shitty ones a yeah. lot of really bad ones not just bad in terms of the products but bad in terms of the way the compensation and the leadership and whatnot um what makes you because you could have started there and moved like what makes made you choose like alkaline water what made you choose this this company at this time and because now it's not just about like money and travel you're super passionate about people being healthy and feeling good so how did that 
just tell us a little bit about like, I don't know if everyone listening to this knows of what alkaline water is, what that means. Yeah. Um, so just give us a little like why that company, why this and how that got you excited. Yeah, that's a good question. At first, to be completely honest, I was obsessed with the idea of just like running a business from home. Um, and I think I was sold on the idea of that more than I was even sold on the products or the company. And then as time went on, my like passion and love for the company and the products grew a lot. Um, but initially that was, it was just like what was introduced to me. And I was like, this is my key out of my job and into like my own life and my own business and I'm taking it. And I was, I wasn't a person who started an online business that had like tried and failed multiple online businesses before done all this research on other companies or other programs or other things like this was the first thing I saw the first thing I was introduced to and it just felt right and I just moved forward with it so there wasn't like much competition in my brain because it was like the only thing that I had seen at the time and now <laughs> looking back I literally don't know how I could have gotten any luckier <laughs> because the compensation plan's amazing the products are amazing like the structure everything is if at the time I had done any research, this is where I would have wanted to end up no matter what. So I think I got really lucky just getting introduced to this before I was even introduced or aware of anything else that existed online. Um, so yeah. Well, and tell us about like, for people that don't know, what is alkaline water? Why may, why might they want to drink it? Like why they might they want to even find out about it? So alkaline water, if you hear the term alkaline water, I feel like it's on the rise lately and you see all the cute plastic bottles and gas stations that say alkaline in big letters next to it. Alkaline as a word means that it is made alkaline through chemicals, essentially. So they add baking soda to the water to make the bottled alkaline water, quote unquote alkaline, which still sucks because it's acidic water with baking soda in it. Um, the machines that I work with and that I sell and distribute or water ionization machines. So they create alkalized water through electrolysis. So they basically like use electricity in order to change the structure of the water and it can alter the pH. And then it also puts what is called molecular hydrogen into the water, which is super, super high in antioxidants. Essentially one glass of the water has the same amount of antioxidants as a pound of blueberries. So if you're drinking eight glasses a day, that's like eight pounds of blueberries in a day, which obviously would be really good for you. But ultimately, I don't think I know anybody that could eat eight pounds of blueberries in a day. So it's really good with antioxidants. And ultimately, um, the reason why you would drink alkalized water and water that has molecular hydrogen in it is because... Um, I assume most people listening to the podcast are probably in America. Even if you're not, most people's diets are very high in acidity. And what happens whenever you're eating a lot of food, like dairy or meat or processed food or processed sugar, your body tries to protect itself and it pulls all of the acid out of food and out of your stomach and into your cells, which ultimately down the line causes disease, causes cancer, causes all of the things that we experience that, you know, end up killing most of us ultimately, which is awful. But if you are drinking alkalized water, since the body is over 70% water, you actually are able to neutralize the acidity that's in your body and you can allow your body to get back into a state of homeostasis, which essentially just means that your body is capable of healing itself. And most of us with the way that we eat, the way that we live, we aren't actually capable. Our bodies are not capable to do the thing that they were created to do, which is heal themselves because we're putting them in the state of chronic acidosis and chronic chaos all the time, just because of what we're eating. So drinking that water truly balances that out and allows us to heal ourselves. And I think one of the things for me, because when I hear stuff like this, the first thing I go to is like, I don't want to put another thing that humans made into my body, right? Like we made a machine, we made it through this stuff. Like that's part of the problem, right? We're, we're like messing with nature so much that we've created all these problems. We're not just actually like even our vegetables, right? We can't just grow vegetables. We've like done things to the soil. We spray stuff on them. So now we've created all these problems. So now we create problems or new things to solve the problems. What, had me be kind of curious and open to like trying it. Like it may, I get, anyone can get like, if you, you know, pH balance something like the levels, right? Acidic or, or neutral or whatnot. Um, is that there's, water is actually like this in nature, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, and from what I understand and correct me if I'm wrong, when water runs through like streams or creeks and it runs over rocks, it becomes, like it changes the charge of it, right? It be, instead of yeah. just being neutral, it becomes positive, 
right on the yeah. on like the scale instead of so it goes positive would be acidic would be negative and so what is neut- neutral is like seven right something like yeah. that and yeah. so by running over the rocks it essentially alkaline what alkalizes it alkalines yeah. it yeah um and what you what this machine that you these machines do is essentially they do the same process but not over rocks with electricity yeah yeah they use electricity and then medical grade platinum titanium plates so it's yeah. i you know it's super interesting like i i know i i i'm with you on the like you know the amount of coffee we consume and a lot of you know there's a tons of foods even as a vegan like you shared with me the other day like you're like dude you've cut out so many of the acidic things just by becoming a vegan. Um, but I like guzzle, you know, coffee because I love it. And that's like super acidic. It's going to, you know, so my body is always going to be on the acidic because that's what I'm consuming a lot more of. What I notice more than anything is the fact that I'm drinking a water that has a purpose makes mm-hmm. me drink more water. So instead of drinking, like normally it's just like, oh, I don't really want to drink water. It's boring. I'm like drinking water because I'm like, I want to drink more water because it's... <laughs> Like I'm like hoping that it makes a positive difference. So worst case scenario is I'm drinking more water. Um, Is there anything, you know, I want to, I want to touch on like why, you know, you're somebody who not only has, has traveled a bunch, started your own business, built a team, but you're also somebody who really embraces personal development. You know, you, like I shared in the beginning, you work with me. Um, you've worked with other people and you work with other people. You're not like, uh, you're constantly trying to develop yourself so you can support other people. Why is this so important to you to keep working on yourself? Yeah. Um, gosh, I think at first, um, I realized that I was my biggest obstacle. And if I wanted to achieve great success, like, really big success, like my goals in life, then I would have to grow as a person. I, totally I know there's a quote that floats around like Instagram and stuff and I'm gonna butcher it but it basically states that like you can't really I think it's more about problems I'm gonna shift it into like what I'm talking about now um but ultimately like if you want to achieve more you need to grow like you need to be a different version of the person that achieved the thing that you already achieved if you're looking to achieve more it's like a new version of you that needs to be the person that achieves that because ultimately if the version that you are currently, right? Like say I'm Aaron 6.0. If Aaron 6.0 achieved six figures, in order to achieve seven figures, I need to be Aaron 10.0. And to get there, I need to work through whatever could possibly be holding me back because ultimately so many people look outside of themselves to achieve success, whether it's in a job or whether it's in starting their own business. So many people look for the tactics and that's, I don't want to call it a problem, but like, that's all a lot of people sell these days. Like a lot of the courses are like, do these things, right? It's like all the actions that you're supposed to do in order to become successful. Yet the success rate is still so low. And it's because ultimately, whatever limiting beliefs, whatever blocks that we have within ourselves reflects in the success that we achieve outside of ourselves. And the only way in order to achieve that success, right, is to knock down those blocks and to figure out those limiting beliefs, work through them and improve ourselves in order to achievables that we want to achieve. So it started off really because I was a high achiever. I still am. And it's continued and it's gotten more intense over the last six months because I'm realizing in order to help others, right. And fulfill the mission of being able to truly help other people have a transformation, not just giving them tactics or giving them a guide on exactly what I did in order to achieve success, but working with them to move through their limiting beliefs, then I really (laughs) need to like figure myself out and figure out my own limiting beliefs. And I need to learn and I need to educate myself so that I can not only like help other people, right. And help them work through their own limiting beliefs, but even be able to be aware of those limiting beliefs in the first place. Because ultimately, if you're just kind of working on yourself, you're limited to the small amount of work that you've done on yourself and the only problems that you've had and the solutions that you've created for yourself. If you work on yourself more, right? If you have just more knowledge and more experience and more things that you've worked through on your own, you can help a greater like scale of people, I guess, because everybody's so unique, everybody's so different, everyone has their own limiting beliefs and their own roadblocks and you can ultimately help those people work through them. Even if you haven't done it yourself, by getting to a higher level of personal development. I believe that's not like written down anywhere as a fact, but that's, uh, (laughs) that's why I've been working so hard on personal development. You, 
I think one of the things is you like invest in it, right? It's like an investment in you and your business. It's not like you just, you know, you can do personal development by just like grabbing a book and reading a book and you can, you know, watch YouTube videos, but you actually go out and you hire people, you work with people, you do their programs, you encourage your teams to do their programs. Why do you see like for you, what's the difference between spending money on it? and just kind of doing the like free route or the people that I hear all the time, like I can do this myself. Like I can, I can work on myself myself. Yeah. What do you, yeah. What do you see there? I, I love that because that used to be my mentality. I was a very do it yourself person. As you read in my bio, I like made six figures on my own as a solopreneur. And that sounds like this great accomplishment, right? But I was exhausted because that's a lot of work for a human and I did it right. So like, say, say we take this in like another um, realm, right? Say you want to make six figures and you're like, I'll just do it myself. If you want to do it yourself, right? And you've wanted to do it yourself for like a year or two years and you haven't done it yet, then you need somebody else to step in, right? You need somebody else to step in and actually help. And ultimately the same, I'm going to bring that back to personal development, like working with a coach. I was stubborn about that for a while. It was like, well, I have all these books. I literally just set up my bookcase yesterday. I'm going to show you, but like I have... I didn't even count them. There's so many books and I've read like not even half of them yet because ultimately it takes time to read a lot of books and they're convenient because the person who learned that thing or experienced that thing or is teaching that lesson their entire life, right? Their whole life of all these things they've learned is in this tiny little book that you can read in a matter of like a week or so. And it's great, right? But ultimately you are getting out of the book, like what you're taking from it. Like you are just picking and choosing what you're taking. And ultimately I think how most of us are wired is we take the stuff that feels good. It's like, Oh, this feels good. Oh, this sounds good. I'm going to implement this. And you don't really get the same thing from reading a book or listening to a YouTube video that you get from working with a coach because the coach asks the questions and specifically Alex, I've worked with a lot of other coaches that might be more so mentors because they explain a lot and they teach a lot and they talk a lot. And none of them is inherently good or bad or right or wrong, but I love working with Alex because he just asks these questions that I would never ask myself. I would never even look at, I wouldn't even consider it. And it's not because I don't want to, it's because it's just not even in my brain. My brain automatically goes to the things that feel a bit better and are a bit easier and a bit more surface level. And he just knows the questions to ask to get me to think and look deeper into myself to figure out how to solve whatever problem I'm experiencing or how to get deeper into whatever it is that I want to get deeper into myself. It's not like, it's not like, here's the answer. Like, uh, I feel like you get from a book, right? You read it and you're just like, oh, this is exactly what I needed to hear. It's actually getting you to almost condition yourself to look deeper and to not just kind of take everything at face value and be like, this is what I need to do, or this is how I'm feeling, or this is how I need to solve this problem. But to truly look at the places that you just don't look at, like we just aren't really conditioned to look in those places. So I think, yeah, that ultimately like is priceless. You can't get that from a book. You said in there, you know, like I ask, like, I know what questions to ask, which I think is like actually... Ironically, it's the opposite. Um, but I think you said it really well. Like there's lots of people that, that like, they have a great system, right? Like we even talk about this. You and you're training people, you have a great system. It's worked for you to build an incredible business. The problem is it's your system and it works for you. So when, you know, Mary and Joe show up and your system doesn't work for them, you, it's either there's something wrong with Mary and Joe or there's something wrong with your system when in fact it might be neither. You know, your system was right for you. Maybe your system is great for someone just like you, but maybe they're not just like you. That doesn't mean they're wrong or your system is wrong. But I think that what, you know, when you, what you were describing just for clarity is, isn't that I have a set of right questions. Like I don't have a book of questions. It's I was specifically trained in a, excuse me, in a model that says, be curious, be come from a place that you don't know the answers, that Erin's life is her life, it's her journey. And if you tell her to how to live it or the right way to live it or the wrong way to live it or whatever way to live it, then it's your life, but it's hers. So instead of me knowing how, what you should do or what not to do, if I'm curious and I simply ask questions that I don't know the answer to, right? Like that's the key. Knowing, asking questions I don't know the answer to likely you might not have thought of those things either because I'm asking you questions based on what you said 
And if you had known the answer, you might have said it. So it gets you to look in places within yourself that maybe you haven't looked or to identify things that you haven't identified before. And I love that when we talk about books, because I mean, I think I've read, I don't know, I stopped counting at one point, but in the last like five years, I've read over 200 books. And it's made it really valuable when I coach people because I have all this like information that I can bring to the table and share all these techniques and tools. But when I read it for myself, to your point, there's always going to be a blind spot. There's always going to be things that I go, oh, I don't, my, my subconscious is going to be like, I don't need that. When maybe that might be the thing that I do need. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll do that thing where we're like, we know we need something. And I always use, it's the easiest example. We know we need to lose weight and get in better shape. And we know how, you know, eat different exercise. And yet we still can't get the result. And I think that's what you're talking about before is you say you want to make a million dollars. You say you want to start a business. You say you want to have a family. You say you want to write a book. And, you've, and whatever you've been doing, you haven't got the result. Mm-hmm. And yet we know how to do it. Google how to start a business. You know, go ask your friend. They'll tell you how to do it. But you still can't get a result. So there's, it's actually about us. Mm-hmm. I love that. You know, it, and it takes a lot of courage to step into that and say, hey, I need to work on me. Um, when you think about the work that we've done, what has been like the biggest win, would you say? Like, what's the biggest thing that you've achieved in us working together? That you is hard know, to pick. You don't, you don't know any of the questions I'm going to ask you, but so yeah, you can take a second. <laughs> um, I would have to say like, there's been like, like tangible accomplishments there's been like things that I've achieved in like business and in life but I think the biggest thing would be the way that my brain works now it's so funny when you talk to this like somebody like yourself me and Alex have calls once a week and we've done calls once a week we do it twice a week now but like once a week for a year at this point and at first I just felt like this um I think it's been probably the journey of like our coaching together and like what that looked like. Because again, at first I almost like, I felt like this tiny like student, right. That like didn't know anything. And like, I would just show up to the calls and just be like, I don't know. I was almost like waiting for you to like, tell me what to do. And then as time went on, I just, you know, not even through you telling me to be more empowered. Like I just became more empowered and just showed up feeling like just more of like knowing what I wanted, I guess. And then through the journey, I recognized almost like how you were working with me and like what was causing such large changes in myself that was giving me results in my business and in my life and in my team. And then as that progressed and as I got more used to that, I started noticing whenever I was working with other people, how different the styles were, how I was like telling them what to do that was completely in line with what I did in order to achieve my success. And I would notice myself saying it, I'd catch myself and I'd be like, Alex never tells me what to do. Like Alex asks me these questions like you were just talking about. And I started bringing that idea into working with other people and not just my team, but also friends and family and relationships and all of those things. Like I really changed almost like how I operate in the world and how I operate with other people, how I show up with other people. And yeah, I, I, I literally like don't know how else I could have ever done something like that. And it's really cool to like reflect back and know that a year ago I was an entirely different person. So I think that has been like the coolest journey for me and the coolest accomplishment is like literally watching like my brain and how I operate be rewired into, you know, the person that I have truly wanted to become and operating a way that I truly want to operate. But Aside from that, I think that one month that we set goals together and I went from making like $4,000 in a month to, what did I make? I think it was like $22,000. Yeah, something like that. And the next <laughs> that month really you cool. made like 30 or something. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people like that. That's like the juicy, like, wait, what did you do? 4,000 to 22 or 4,000 to 30? Um, <laughs> I love what you describe like your brain changes because I don't think like, I'm not setting, sitting here setting out to change people's brains. Like I'm not like, you know, an evil scientist, but I think that people, we don't realize. And I like didn't realize it until like I was reading books on neuroscience that, you know, our brains are literally wired, not like you almost like when we were born based on the way life happened and our parents and the things around us, it's almost like, 
the red output got plugged into the red and the green got plugged into the green and the white got plugged into the white. And that's just, and for everyone that looks different though, but it's like how our brain gets wired. And when things happen, we, the red connects to the red. So we have that response. It's like everything becomes like very automatic and automated, which is why lives essentially kind of repeat the same patterns, right? People like have the same shitty bosses, same crappy partners, um, all sorts of things like repeat themselves and they can't seem to get out of their funks. Well, cause mm -hmm. they're just like same wires are still going to the same inputs and outputs. And what I hear you describing, which, you know, I'm trying to do constantly and it's, it's another reason why I said I meditate every day because they know from science that meditating slows down your brain, like actually starts to rewire it differently. Mm -hmm. And when I, and I say rewire, it's literally like you have these, um, it's almost like there's like these little stars in your brain that are synapses. And this, and when it's like the stars have like little lightning storms and the lightning shoots to another synapse and connects with it. And it, and the more times it does that, it forms a bond. So mm -hmm. if like the star a in your brain and star B are connected by like, um, exercise and every time you exercise it like you're like you feel good over time that bond becomes stronger that that lightning storm becomes a little stronger until it's like solid and then you have it wired that like exercise makes me feel good and you become a person that exercises all the time yeah. now let's say you became like overly exercised like to the point where you were like your joints were, you were like exercising too much. And a doctor's like, hey, you actually need to cut back. Like your joints are falling apart. You know, you're having all these problems. You would actually have to, it would be hard because that part of your brain would be wired to want to do that. And so you have to create a new pattern or a new habit, which is why mm -hmm. it's so hard for us to change our ways of behavior. And we have to start almost like exercising new synapses in our brain. Meditation yeah. makes that more available and more possible. There's lots of other things that do it too. Um, and then what happens is if you stop exercising those kind of little stars, I'm making up this star lightning example, um, that bond that they originally formed starts to get weaker, just like a muscle. Yeah. And that's what like, I, I think that's one of the coolest things about this work. And it's not like I can tell somebody, I'm gonna change your brain, but in the, by practicing new things, you're actually asking your brain to fire new synapses. And then if you yeah. do that over, if you like this, the way it goes, then you do it more and more, right? Like you started to like the conversations and the way you were showing up with people. So then you practice it more and more and then it becomes like, oh, now this is how Aaron shows up. Aaron's yeah. still Aaron, but she's like, it's a, it's a new part of you. It's like Aaron 2.0 or AA Ron. <laughs> um, you know, and I want to touch on, because you, one of the things is you don't just, you've worked with other people too. And that like says, you know, I do that. I have my coach, but I'll go do a program. I don't necessarily, I'm not an advocate for like two coaches at the same time, but I'll go, I'll have my coach and I'll go do like a, a workshop or a program to learn something else. What's had you kind of not stop at one thing? Like it could be easy to be like, well, I already have Alex as my coach. I, it's enough. What's the thing that has you even take it to like the next level, like kick it into the next gearing, be like, no, but I want to do, I want to do another thing. And it's like, it's not, I, I want to kind of push the car to the limit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, because I am like a leader and a teacher, um, if I was just doing this for myself, I probably would stick with one. Per ah, I probably wouldn't. Um, <laughs> but because I'm doing it, I feel like I'm almost on my personal development journey, not just for myself, but for everybody that I've already impacted that I am impacting that I will impact. So I also know that like people just have a style and you, like you said, you've read how many books, like you've read so many books and you have all this knowledge, but somebody else, right. Who I worked with a, a girl, right. And you're a guy. And it's so cool to have just different perspectives. I think I just like learning and hearing. It was basically the same concepts, like everybody who I had worked with. It's so funny. Um, I expected everything to be so different, right? I expected everybody to be so different because I know, I know that the majority of people out there probably do operate differently. I know that a lot of courses, a lot of coaches do operate on kind of like the, the motivation that you can create in people and motivation sells, right? Motivation has people buy things, but it doesn't normally cause 
lasting change. It doesn't change right? anything. No. <laughs> so yeah. it like gets I, you to work out one time and then tomorrow you don't feel motivated and you don't work out again. Yeah. And it's everywhere. I was literally checking out at the grocery store last week and every magazine, every magazine that was lining me walking to this checkout was literally just like lose 30 pounds in 30 days, lose 50 pounds in 30 days. Here's all these things that you can do. And it's all this motivation stuff and people buy it, people eat it up and they love it. And it's fine, right? It's fine. But it ultimately doesn't create lasting changes. You might lose 30 pounds in 30 days and you might gain the 30 pounds back 30 days later, because ultimately like you want to find somebody who can help you make lasting changes. And those don't always feel super exciting and motivating. You know, it's not this like great thing that you're super excited about every single day, but ultimately that's what you want to look for in order to be able to create those lasting changes. So I am like almost surprised that I hadn't run into anybody that operated from that place that was just like all this woo woo stuff, motivation. Everybody operated from this very similar place of lasting changes. Um, but it was just really cool. I don't work with many coaches anymore. There was like a six month frame where I think I had like four coaches. But you said I really want to like hit home that thing that you said too about like um I think that the the business of what's out there is like preys on desperation. Right? Yeah. I'm sick, I'm fat, I need to lose weight, I'm I don't feel good about myself, or yeah. like I'm broke and I'm poor, or I feel like unfulfilled and unhappy and I'm so sad and I need something like now I need like shit to happen right now to change my life. And, and I see it too, right? People come and they work with me and we do a session and they get super excited about the first session and they're like, Oh my God. And then like two months in, we've met for eight hours, maybe let's just say six to eight hours. We've worked on them or worked with them, whatever you want to phrase it. And they're like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is working for me. I don't know if I want to do. And you're like, dude, you spent 20, 30, 40, 50 years like, like doing something one way. And we've now spent six hours doing it a different way. And you thought the world was going to fucking flip upside down and the, the polar ice caps were going to like reverse and because you spent six <laughs> hours on something. Yeah. And it, it, I think that's, and it's not actually those people's fault mm -hmm. because it's what we're conditioned, right? Yeah. Like you, mo people think that like, the only place that I think we, and we honestly don't think it is if I said to you, hey, go to the gym six times, mm -hmm. at the end of six workouts, you wouldn't be like, why don't I have abs? We know that that's not how it works, right? We know yeah. that if you want to like change your physique, it's going to take months. It's going to take diet. It's going to take like discipline. It's going to take like analyzing the results and changing it up again. But we're, it's weird. I, I honestly, I think, you know, the world is obsessed with conspiracy theories right now and like everybody's on their trip. I think there's something to the fact that we're adverse to working on our mindsets. Because mm -hmm. if we actually did work on our mindsets as much as we worked on our bodies or our wealth or other things, human beings would be like unstoppable. I know. And, yeah, it actually, and I think, go ahead. No, please. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it goes back to what you were talking about with those um, synapses in the brain. I'm going to call them neural pathways because it's yeah, like it's the what thing. they are in yeah. the brain. Yeah. Um, that's what happens. Right. And it's, it's basically like, I'm going to use a different metaphor, but like, think of like water running over the same place over and over and over again. Eventually it's going to be a Creek. Eventually that's going to become a river. Eventually that's going to be something as big as the grand Canyon. Right. So if you realize and understand that like the first probably 10 years to 20 years of your life, those canyons, if you will, were carved by somebody else, by your parents, by the people around you, by your teachers, by whoever you interacted with during that time frame. You realize that like the automatic things in your brain, right? The things that you just naturally do, it's all set on default. Your brain has made all of it automated, but it's all based off of what somebody else believes and what somebody else taught and what somebody else wants for their own life. And normally what I've realized through talking with all the people that I've worked with online and the people that I've helped, a lot of people, right, who want more for themselves, their neural pathways, their, you know, canyons or rivers have been carved by parents. And if you look at your parents, right, like I love my mom, but I ultimately don't want to live the same life as my mom. My mom isn't in business. My mom, you know, worked a job and then, you know, she's still working a job and that's just how her life is. And that's great. And she likes it and she's happy, but I ultimately don't want that for myself. Yeah. So I don't want to continue living by the default that she helped instill in me because that will lead me down the same path that she went down. And that's not the path that I want. 
So if we want to actually change our path, if we want to actually achieve more and differently than what we had been taught whenever we were younger, we have to carve a new path. And if you think of it in the same metaphor, right, the Grand Canyon versus this new path that you're carving, you got a tiny creek next to the Grand Canyon. Like obviously the water wants to pour back into the Grand Canyon because it's huge and you've carved it over years and years and years. And all of this consistency has led you to have this Grand Canyon in your brain that has you live your life the way that you're living it right now. And it gets uncomfortable because it's like, I could just go back over here. The water naturally flows back over to the Grand Canyon. But if you want to actually change things, if you want to change your life and see yourself go down a different path successfully, you have to have the determination and the grit to continue pushing the water down this tiny little creek until it becomes a river, until it becomes a Grand Canyon. And the other one is so neglected that it just shrivels up and it turns into a creek again. And it's not your natural default anymore. And you now actually have this new way of operating that's natural, this new default that you live your life by that actually gets you going in the direction of the thing that you want and not the thing that you were conditioned to eventually have without, you didn't even get a choice. You know, you didn't even get to stay. I want to be conditioned this way. You just ended up conditioned that way. And that's the only way I believe to actually like recondition yourself. I love that metaphor. I, I was actually thinking about it too. It's so, I've never heard that one before. Did you make that up? Yeah. It's <laughs> really good. I, the thing that I thought about too, when you're doing it is it's not only to have the new Creek, what if, if you have, if you if you have a grand Canyon in your brain, which we all do because of the way we grew up, every one of us, if you're listening and you're like, well, I haven't been conditioned. Yes, you have. You were a child, people told you what was right or wrong, people told you what to believe. You might not have kept those things, but there's things that you, some, all of your beliefs came from somewhere. You didn't come out of a, like a cocoon birthed into the world with, with a blank slate. Um, and, but what I think about it is to get that other thing is you almost have to crawl your way out of the Grand Canyon first, yeah. which is what feels so uncomfortable because to crawl out of the Grand Canyon would be miserable. Yeah, And so it's like, just to get to the other thing, you actually have to leave behind the thing that you were in. And yeah. that's where I think is that that's the only thing that I like that I see is while you're building that second ravine, you're still crawling out of the first one, which is so deep. It's not easy just to step out of into the next one. And it's super easy to slip back down into, right? Because it's like, it's, you're, it's like you're free climbing up the side of the Grand Canyon. You're going to slip sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's important to remember too, because I know at first for me, I thought that everything was this linear path, business, coaching, personal development, even going to the gym, it's like this linear thing, right? It's like you start going, you do it consistently, consistently, and then you have this like linear progress. And that is so far from the truth. Like I think anybody can look at any part of their lives and it's not linear. It's a roller coaster. It's up and down. You have good days, you have bad days. And I used to think, that in personal development and coaching, Alex got to experience this firsthand like a few times. But I used to think that like my resistance to continuing to grow just meant it was like my intuition. I just had to go somewhere else. Or I had to stop doing this thing. And I've now come to realize and notice that like when I have that resistance, right? Whenever I'm like, I don't need to do this anymore. I've got enough now, or I, I don't need to learn anymore. I can take a break. That's actually like my my signpost, right? It's like my indicator. It's the big flashing red light in my face that's saying I'm going back towards the Grand Canyon. And it doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? It's just like my indicator. It's my way of knowing that I'm going off of this new path that I'm trying to carve and I'm allowing myself to slip back into my old patterns. And it doesn't, again, have to be a bad thing. It's something that I notice and I'm like, thank you for warning me because I don't want to go back to the Grand Canyon. It's uncomfortable today, but like I need to move through it. And I totally haven't come to that conclusion on my own. Alex helped me through that significantly at one point in time in our relationship. And yeah, it's just, it's crazy to be able to realize that because ultimately, like we all crave comfort. I think that's just something that naturally we want and we kind of revert back to. But if we want more for ourselves, we have to step out of that comfort zone. We get so confused between un discomfort and like intuition. Like there's yeah. such a fine line and we're so conditioned to think that being uncomfortable is bad, mm -hmm. right? Yes, if you're in a job and someone is harassing you, that form of discomfort is not serving you, right? Mm -hmm. That's like a good, that's an easy example of like, no, we wouldn't say stay in that discomfort because it's going to help you grow. Absolutely not. That yeah. form of discomfort is not like acceptable. And there's tons of versions of that where like the discomfort is not acceptable. It's not healthy. Like you need to move out of it, right? Yeah. being 500 pounds, that discomfort that comes with that is the same thing, right? It's not like 
it's, it's actually not a good discomfort. And, and the way I kind of like to think of it is like, is the discomfort serving you or not serving you? But if yeah. I took you and I forced you to run, to exercise, you would get uncomfortable. And that yeah. discomfort might be serving you. Me challenging you to stay in an uncomfortable conversation with your husband, your boyfriend, your wife, your girlfriend, whoever, and, and, like, and not run away back to comfort is a, is, could be serving you. You know, yeah. um, I think like, you know, sticking it out in that business, like pivoting, trying to try new things, um, building a team, building a community, all these things are uncomfortable. Simple yeah. ones, like going up to ask someone out on a date that you don't know in the middle of a room when they, when you both have masks on and you don't know what's underneath those masks, extra uncomfortable, but like yeah. those things serve us because they help us get to where we want to go. And I think our intu we, we've been sober to like, oh no, my God, or my intuition is telling me they're different. And I think we have to like yeah. do, I love that your example is like, we have to check and say, hey, is this form of uncomfort like an appropriate form of discomfort? Yeah. Or is it just that thing inside of me that doesn't want me to leave where I feel safe and cozy and comfortable? And actually all the things I want are outside of cozy, safe, safe and comfortable. Can't have yeah. all the things that you want if you want to stay exactly where you are. Yeah. Um, I want to leave you with a second if you want to share anything, any thoughts before we wrap this up. Is there anything you want to share or say or, you know, I don't know, like give to people that are listening? You don't have to, but I always just offer people kind of like the last word. Yeah, I actually had written this out prior to our call, and it's so uh, funny that it ties cheater. in perfectly. No, <laughs> I was just no, preparing, just but it ties it. in perfectly with the Grand Canyon, uh, like metaphor, I guess. But ultimately, um, yeah, what I had written down says that no amount of talent, connections, or experience can outdo determination and persistence. And that bringing it back into the metaphor of the Grand Canyon—that's like ultimately what it takes, right? To like rewire your brain and to actually put yourself on a path that like creates something different than what you're already experiencing. It's literally just persistence and determination. Like I didn't start my business with a college degree. I didn't start already working online or knowing anything about sales or marketing or being a leader or running a team or creating a training or doing anything that I did. Like I had no experience. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was so positive that I was going to figure it out. Like I didn't know how I was going to figure it out. I didn't have a plan as to how I was going to figure it out, but I knew I was going to figure it out. And I did. I think it's I think it's ultimately that trust in yourself and persistence and determination that can do anything. You don't need this talent in order to be able to achieve anything. Like you don't need to already know how to sing to become an amazing singer. You don't need to know how to dance to become an amazing dancer. Like the things that people are really amazing at in life, like the things that people achieve and accomplish in this world, I believe that through persistence anybody could achieve that thing through like really hard work and persistence and determination. Anybody can could achieve that. So yeah, I just wanted to share that because I think a lot of people like have this idea that people who achieve success started somewhere that they're not or had something that they didn't. And it's, it might be true for some people, but it's not ultimately true. I think yeah. anybody can achieve great success. I love that. Because it's it is true at times, right? There are people that got head starts. There's people yeah. that were born with a beautiful gift to sing, and there's yeah. a lot of people that are with that were born with that same gift that never became singers. Yeah, a lot of people that became singers are not nearly as talented as people that are much more. And same thing as athletes. You know, there's a lot of athletes that were born with a lot more athletic natural ability, but the ones that made it to the highest levels were often the ones that actually pushed and practiced and move themselves, move the most mountains, not the ones who started off ahead. And yeah, yeah, sometimes the people that start off ahead do become super successful. But I think I love your point. Like, I would bet more often than not, especially the things that most of us want, not just like the money thing, but like the, the um, satisfaction things, the things that fill us up as, as human beings. Aaron, um, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your experience with me as a, as a coaching client. Thanks for doing the work you do in the world. Thanks for taking, you know, something as hard as losing your dad at a young age and turning it into a gift that you get to share with millennials and humans all over and giving them an opportunity to live their life fuller because of what you learned from a, a rough and terrible situation. Um, yeah, thanks for having a big heart and just sharing it with us today. And thanks for wanting to be here. You know, you you made this happen. I didn't like 
make you do this. You were, you, you and your boyfriend uh, were like, <laughs> tell, told me that you were going to do this, which was awesome. Uh, so thank you to you and him. Um, if people want to follow you, know more about you, what's the best place? Um, I'd say Instagram is probably where I'm the most active. It's what? adventures with A-A-Rom, but adventures is spelled with two A's. I need to have a more simple username. So I it's, can, yeah, like, but it'll be in the show notes people. if people want it. <laughs> Thanks so much listeners. Thank you for listening. Uh, appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Um, please share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. And if you're having a rough 2020, keep your head up keep going. You can't fail or lose if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And if you're having a great 2020, you know, enjoy it. And there will be a downside. It's the, the roller coaster doesn't only go up, it goes both ways. So uh, enjoy it and be grateful. You know, enjoy these moments. Um, I'm super grateful that I've been on the fortunate side and, uh, and on the downside, there'll be something to learn. So keep your head up and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream, and I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.